Hello and welcome to another episode of Miami Global Net. It is always a pleasure to have the opportunity to interview a member of the diplomatic corps down here in Miami. We have the honor to host one of the largest communities of diplomats in the United States. Today's guest, we have Nicolette Brent, Her Majesty's Consul General. She leads the British Consulate General Office here in Miami. In this episode, we will get to know the Consul General and the functions of her office. We cover a handful of areas her teams are involved in. We talk about commerce, diplomatic relations, protecting the environment. We also touch on how they participate in the local community. And we talk about President Biden's visit to the G7 summit in the UK. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and sign up to a newsletter information in the show notes. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape. Learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders. Get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. Consul General, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Working from home, working busy today, but back in the office again tomorrow. All good. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to have um, our fellow local diplomats on the show, which is, uh, which is always cool because I was in that space when, I was, when we met when I was working for the city of Miami, but uh, it's, it's always cool to, to see you again. So I know that we're here to talk about the, uh, the British Consul General in Miami. But before we do that, let's get to know you a little bit. So give us, um, I want to say, <laughs> where are you from? But we all know that you're from the UK. Give us a little bit of your professional background. Okay. So um, I'm from Southampton in the UK. So that's right in the south of England. Born and brought up there and then joined the Foreign Office. I'm very proud of the fact I didn't go to university. It's quite tough to get into the Foreign Office, but I joined at um, an admin grade and I saw this advert and it said, join the Foreign Office, see the world. And I thought, that sounds like a pretty cool job to have. I was working as a lifeguard in my local sports centre at nice. the time. Yeah, did that, managed to get in and yeah, have been in the Foreign Service as a career diplomat for it will be 32 years in July. So um, yeah, you're probably not even 32, but there we go. I've just completely aged myself. But yeah, <laughs> I've been in, uh, in the Foreign Service for that long and always tried to look for really interesting jobs with lots of variety um, in places that I thought I would enjoy. So been in quite a few places around the world. It's been good. The cool thing about working for foreign services is that you get to travel and you get to see different places, like you said. Where are some of the cool places you've been? Uh, so my very first posting, I did a, a three-month tour in Cairo. So I went there at age 21. So turning up in Cairo at 21 was quite a uh, culture shock, but it was fun. I was in Malaysia for three years, Thailand for two years, and then back home. Um, and then I went to Beirut for three years. So I did a posting there. Short stint in Athens, where I deployed out there for the Olympics. So to go and help prepare the embassy for the Olympics. Um, and then two different postings in Iraq. So I was in Baghdad and then up in Kirkuk in the northern area of Iraq. And then closer to here, the British Virgin Islands. That was my last actual posting. 
and then I was back in the UK for, um, I stayed back in London for nine years. I just had a series of jobs that I really enjoyed doing counter-terrorism, kidnap work, and then um, all sort of emergency response security jobs, so in crisis management. So yeah, busy, but really interesting. And I, I love doing jobs where I feel like I'm actually helping people. Well, your resume, I hear, or your biography on your on the consulate's website definitely does project that, that you've been to a lot mm -hmm. of interesting places and you've done, even the crisis management, I was reading it, I was like, this is, wow, this is awesome. You know, I'm sure my my boss, my chief of staff right now will enjoy this because she just got her master's in crisis management. Oh, really? I'd love to meet her. We will definitely, we'll, uh, we'll arrange that, no problem. Yeah. Um, so... The British Consulate General in Miami. So if you can give us first a little bit of like background of what a consulate, consulate general is, I think some people may or may not know, but I think that would be mm -hmm. a great place to start. Yeah, so we're one of eight dotted around the US. So we report into what we call our sovereign post. So that's the British Embassy in Washington. And then there are consulates around the US we are quite a different one because we not only do the, we call it protecting and promoting British interests overseas. Um, so we do trade and investment work. So encouraging British companies that want to um, set up over here or um, US companies that want to go and invest in the UK. We look after Brits who, who need assistance. Um, and yeah, we also act as a regional platform. So here based with us, are um, we have our international academy training team. So they do lots of learning and development for all of the Americas. And um, we have national crime agency colleagues who work with US law enforcement um, in the US, but also across the region and particularly in the Caribbean and the British overseas territories. Um, and an overseas territories law enforcement advisor. And then we also have our regional consular team. So we have a regional consular director based with us, regional crisis advisor, regional prevention. So it's, it's because Miami is such a fantastic place to operate from. It's good for people to, to use our, our platform as a base um, to go to the region, either Latin America or into the, uh, the Caribbean. So yeah, really diverse and a very diverse team. So it's great. Awesome. And you mentioned the business aspect. Some, some countries or consulates have a separate trade office within, sometimes depending on the country, it's a separate organization mm -hmm. or arm. In this case, you're functioning in both capacities, right? The diplomatic and then the, the, in, the, in a similar way as a trade office? Yeah, so we have within our um, consulate, we have um, different, so we have a press and public affairs officer. Um, we have Department for International Trade, who four of them are based in Miami, and they're part of a larger team that are based partly in Atlanta, but then also across. So today I was having a conversation and our two colleagues that work on life sciences are based in Washington. We have a science and innovation colleague. She's in Atlanta. We have a climate colleague who's based in Houston. And so we work quite regionally and we do have a local prosperity officer who does lots on um, climate change and environment and resilience issues. So, yeah, it's we do a bit of everything. So that was what I was doing on Tuesday. It was I was at the Comotion Miami event. Um, so at the reception there and trying to look out any British companies that were looking to come to Miami. Do you also help companies interested in going to the UK? Yes. Foreign direct investment into the UK. So any of those that are interested, depending on what field they're in, use them to the right sector and then um, help them into the UK. 
And I know that the likes of like the Beacon Council and others quite often do trade missions to the UK. So quite often timed with, so Jacksonville are very good at, they time their trade missions with whenever the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing. And this year, I know that we've got the, the Miami Dolphins are playing the Jaguars in London. So I'm imagining there'll be some trade missions going across to the UK and timing it with the, um, with the sports. Awesome. Awesome. You, uh, you mentioned regions. What kind of regions do you cover? Some consulates cover different regions. What is your area of responsibility? So we cover uh, Florida, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Nice. How often are you, do you visit those territories? I managed to, we had a great plans last year to do what we were calling a pop-up consulate in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So we worked with the, the university there and we were going to have sort of almost half of the team going there to set up shop and just sort of really promote what we do. But it obviously got cancelled due to COVID. But I managed to get to the USVI in April. Or was it May? No, it was. It was April. And I was in Puerto Rico in March. So try and get there at least once a year. It's tricky. Obviously, travel has been particularly tricky. And I think the pandemic, if it's taught us anything, it's that we can work virtually. We can do webinars, but there's there's nothing better than actually meeting people in person. So doing a trip there was great. So I know the president was there last week in the UK. Yes, we were really pleased that that was his first visit overseas was to the UK. Um, He was there primarily for the G7 summit. So the G7 summit took place the weekend before last in Cornwall, which is a fantastic part of the UK. Um, And the leaders from there, so obviously leaders of the UK, US, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, um, the EU were there represented as well. And the prime minister had invited the leaders from Australia, India, South Africa, and Republic of Korea to attend as well. So initially, it was the president having separate meetings with our prime minister and key officials. And then they had the big G7 summit. And then after the summit had finished, the president got to meet Her Majesty the Queen. So he went to Windsor Castle and he and the First Lady got to meet um, the Queen. And it was just, yeah, it was great to see some of the moments that they had. I know that Her Majesty the Queen was down in Cornwall for the initial bit of the Leader Summit. Um, But things such as, I know, the First Lady, she spent some time with the Duchess of Cambridge talking about girls' education. And she got to engage with the Prime Minister's wife, who's extremely passionate about um, ocean conservation. So there were separate conversations taking place in the margins of that. But it sounds like it was a really worthwhile. It really strengthened what is already a very good relationship. And we're really proud of our relationship with the U.S. as a special relationship. Does the President of the United States usually visit or how often does he visit the U.K.? Yeah, I don't know. I think President Trump visited twice, maybe three times. Mm. Um, So I guess it just depends. Later this year in November, we are hosting the the Climate Summit, the Conference of Parties, COP26. So that's taking place in Glasgow. And we're joint hosting that with our Italian colleagues. So hopefully President Biden will be back and going up to Glasgow along with other world leaders to try and work out their commitments on climate change and do what they can to try and protect the environment. Talking about protecting the environment, what are some of the things that the UK is doing for climate change? It's one of uh, it's one of our big pushes. We have um, we have a prosperity officer, and what she does is in in your office. Uh, yes, she's based yeah. in our office, 
And she works on all climate and environment issues. So she's been doing webinars, trying to link up um, UK experts and academics and businesses with, with those here in Florida and also in our region. I know that certainly for Miami, it's held up as an example of somewhere that is really trying hard to, um, to be more resilient to climate change. So Jim Murley, who's the Chief Resilience Officer in Miami-Dade, he, he attended some webinar and spoke about sort of some of the challenges and some of the things that are going on to try and uh, combat climate change. The Prime Minister, he announced, um, I think it was about November time last year, he announced what he said was be, going to be the Green Industrial Revolution. And he had a, a 10 point plan to try and cut carbon emissions. And it includes things like phasing out all fuel or diesel vehicles and phasing in electric vehicles, trying to ensure every home is powered by renewable energy. So encouraging either securing wind power or solar power on people's roofs. There's, there's just a huge push for us to try and do what we can to cut carbon emissions. And we've set into law the what we believe is the world's most ambitious target, um, and that's to cut carbon emissions by 78% by 2035 on the 1990 levels. So we just want to um, not just build back better from the pandemic, but ensure that we're building back more sustainably and working with our partners on this. These webinars that you mentioned, are these open for the public or do people mm. can people sign up? Yep, they can. Um, we always advertise them on our social media channels. So if people aren't already on them, it will be on Twitter. So the UK and Florida, and I promote them on my own social media as well. So uh, we have UK and Florida on um, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we have LinkedIn as well. So we always put on there if there's a seminar or webinar coming up and how to sign up and register. So there's been some really good take up on it. And um, the last one was on clean oceans and marine infrastructure, which um, we hosted jointly with the Italians. So yeah, it's been, it's been really interesting and they've been successful. I know that the consulate general's offices are involved locally and they have a bunch of activities and they're always doing something. What are you guys supporting this week, this month? We're doing a few things, but this month is Pride Month. So something that we did in the last couple of weeks um, with other diplomats. So we established what we've called ourselves as Diplomats for Equality. And um, the French Consul General is heavily engaged on this as well. And um, there were a number of us that went to the Pride Kickoff Love is Love event at, that the, the county organized. Um, that would have been what, two weeks ago. Um, and I spoke there about some of the things that the UK has been doing in terms of our legislative framework to prevent and tackle any form of discrimination. So we're really proud of our human rights records and, and what we try and do to establish equality, no matter what someone's either sexual orientation, what their religion is, what their race is, everybody should be treated equally. I was talking about, so last month, Her Majesty the Queen, in her speech to Parliament, she announced that conversion therapy would be banned in the UK. We work closely with our Argentinian colleagues and we're partners and co-chairs of the Equal Rights Coalition. We've also announced that uh, next year the UK is going to be hosting the first ever in the UK global LGBT conference, which is called Safe to Be Me. But other things we've supported, again, the Diplomats for Equality, we did a run. So we went down to Miami Beach, a little bit too hot at eight o'clock in the morning, but we wanted to do a virtual run that took place so 
the weekend before last, and it was in support of the Pulse anniversary. So we did 4.9 kilometers on Miami Beach in memory of those who'd been lost in, in the Pulse nightclub shooting. And then last Saturday, I went up to Orlando for the Pulse anniversary event to, to show UK government support for, um, for LGBT issues um, and to, to just to remember. I just, I found it absolutely horrific seeing the, the club there as it is. It's such a, a tiny space and to think what those people had gone through for a few hours whilst the gunman obviously attacked a lot and then held some hostage. It was just, yeah, absolutely disgusting. Now you mentioned it, I, I remember now, you were bringing back some memories um, of when it started happening and, and what people went through through that moment up in Orlando it was intense. Yeah, so that was what, five years ago last Saturday, 12th of June. Are you, so you've been keeping busy this month then? Yeah, we have been keeping busy. My husband's extremely passionate on environmental issues, so we try and sign up to um, beach cleanups. This Saturday we're going to, I think it's in West Palm Beach, but we're going to plant mangroves because of the importance of mangroves in, in terms of coastal resilience and something that I'd like to do. So next year is Her Majesty the Queen's Jubilee, Platinum Jubilee. And one of the initiatives that's taking place is they're calling it the Queen's Jubilee Canopy. And it's to plant trees to try and help with combating climate change. So I said, what we might want to do here is measure our carbon emissions and perhaps offset them by, by planting mangroves ideally with the international community and maybe UK businesses who are here, but it's, it's an idea at the moment. We've got a little bit of time to work it through, but I like to get involved in local community events that are taking place. Are you guys familiar with volunteercleanup.org? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Debris Free Oceans, we've done a cleanup with them. Yeah. There was one on Miami beach. They did it on the back of spring break because there was obviously a lot of rubbish after spring break that was only in Dade organized the cleanup. So that was on there. And Sea Keepers, they do a beach cleanup at least once a month on Hobie Beach over on Keepers Game. So we tend to do that one because you can take your dog there. So uh, Rolo, the dog, likes to pop along with us and go and do a beach cleanup. Are you guys familiar with Miami Water Keepers? Is, um, no, I don't know that one. No, unless it is attached to Sea Keepers, but it sounds like it's not. And then there's a... No. No, yeah, they're, they're a separate organization. That they mainly focus on water quality and uh, off the bay, of the Biscayne Bay. But uh, they do a lot of water-related activities. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a team. They're, they're funded. They're... I'll put you, uh, put you in contact. Yes, please. Yeah, I do. Hmm. I was trying to think of other. I think there's a couple of more. And there's a couple of students that are planting mangroves as well. They're doing, there's something's happening there. Uh, if I remember, I'll share with you. Uh, Mang, I think, are the ones that were doing it. I think so, yes. And then there's another one, Send It for the Sea or Send It to the Sea. And I think they're the ones that are based in Miami, so they might be the ones that we're able to maybe partner with, plant some mangroves and try and secure some donations. It will be, yeah, so we'll try and do that next year. We'll get you involved. You can get planting mangroves, get your spade out. I'm down, I'm down to plant some mangroves. So I know that we're running out of time. And I have one more question for my for my guests. I always like to ask, what is your favorite part about Miami? And it could be Miami. This doesn't have to be the city of Miami, the the South Florida Miami area. Yeah, 
I would have previously said the attraction for friends and family to come and visit. They loved coming to stay. So our first couple of years here, we were just inundated with with friends and family coming and just enjoying Miami and going over to the Everglades, going to Miami Beach. But yeah, we haven't had visitors for the last year or so. Probably coffee. I quite like a little cafecito. I like my coffee really strong now as a result of being here. So that's something that I will be definitely taking away with me. I've got my little my little coffee maker and uh, trying to learn how to to make it properly. So that's, yeah. I also love the diversity. I just, you know, not just in Miami, but in my team, in the consulate, we just, uh, it's almost like the United Nations. We have one colleague who's originally Turkish. I mean, we have lots of regional ones from here, but one is uh, Turkish, one is Hungarian, one is Polish, um, one is half Hungarian, half Norwegian. We have someone who's half German. It's just, yeah, it's a fantastic place. I know that everyone calls it the melting pot here, but it's it truly is. Um, and I like to celebrate the diversity that we have in the team. So, yeah. For how long? I know that consul generals, we don't have them for too long, depending on the country. For how long do we have you? Uh, so it's a four-year posting for me. Been here almost three years. It'll be three years in August. So due to move on next year, I was kind of hoping they might offer an extension because of her. Everything has kind of been paused and a bit difficult over the last year. So, um, but I don't think so. So I think, unfortunately, I'll be going next, next summer. So some countries will send you back home. You're in home for a little bit and then you go somewhere else. How does it work for you guys? Or, or is it something that you choose? What does the next step look for you? Yeah, you, you choose. So it just depends what job is coming up at the time. Yeah, I don't know. When I was bidding for, for this job, I there were about, I don't know, 15 places that I could have gone to. Um, and I only put in applications for two. One was Miami. The other one was Papua New Guinea. So um, <laughs> you probably couldn't get two more extremes. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I will see what's coming up um, and what sounds good. But Otherwise, it would be quite nice to go home for a while, not having been home properly because of the pandemic. It's been quite difficult being away from friends and family. So, yeah, wouldn't be averse to going home and maybe maybe working remotely from beautiful Cornwall. Having seen all the pictures on the news from the G7, G7 summit, it just really reinforces how amazing um, some bits of the UK are. But, yeah, I particularly love Cornwall. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Consul General, for joining us today, sharing us your story, what you guys are doing, and all that awesome Miami coffee that you've been drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. 